chapter twenty three of geographical reader europe by frank g carpenter this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by betty b chapter twenty three the emperor how germany is governed we see the emperor several times during our stay in berlin he often rides about through the city on horseback he reviews his soldiers in person and sometimes drives through the theergarten in his imperial carriage he wears the uniform of a general of his army and although he has great dignity he looks much like other men we are surprised to see how his subjects revere and admire him they speak low when talking about him and when they must meet him the men and boys take off their hats and the women bow when he rides or drives out in procession the roofs balconies windows and pavements are full of people the women wave their handkerchiefs the men throw their hats in the air and all cry out hook 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 which means much the same as hurrah the german emperor is one of the chief rulers of europe he is known as the deutscher kaiser or german emperor and also as the king of prussia as kaiser he governs about sixty million people and he has always more than a half a million soldiers at his command while at short notice he can put several times this number of men into the field the german army has some of the best trained soldiers of the world we find them drilling almost everywhere in and about berlin we are wakened in the morning by their tramp 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 as they pass our hotel on their way from one part of the city to another and we often see regiments of infantry and cavalry in the streets in the drills the companies move like so many machines and even the cavalry horses are taught to take just so many steps to the minute in the maneuvers or sham battles the army is divided and thousands of soldiers fight other thousands for practice using blank cartridges but otherwise acting just as in real war the germans are proud of their army and all officials and soldiers are highly respected as we have already learned every man here must be a soldier for a part of his life and everyone must be ready to go out and fight if the emperor calls upon him but is it not a dangerous thing for one man to have so many soldiers at his command it might be if the emperor had the ambition of an alexander the great or a napoleon bonaparte and desired to conquer the world we must also remember that the german emperor has not absolute power over the army or over his people he can call out his soldiers at any time to defend the country if it should be invaded but he cannot make an offensive war without the consent of the upper house of the german parliament we have seen how the united kingdom belgium holland denmark and norway and sweden each has its king or queen who rules through a congress or parliament which votes all the money and makes all the laws so that these monarchies are very like republics with hereditary presidents it is much the same in the german empire save that in local matters each state has a king or prince of its own the kaiser has such a position as king of prussia but as emperor he is more like our president having to do only with matters that affect all the states and that only in connection with an imperial congress this congress consists of two houses the bundesrat which has sixty-one members appointed by the governments of the states for each session and the reichstag which has three hundred and ninety-seven members elected for terms of five years by all the people of germany in both houses there are more prussian representatives than any others for prussia has by far the most people 
and is the most powerful of all the states we visit the reichstag building it is a gorgeous structure decorated with statues carvings and gold leaf situated close by the theergarten we pass the uniform guards at the entrance and in the halls and take seats in the galleries we listen to the members debating observing that germany has political parties just as we have the scenes of the reichstag are much like those of our house of representatives at washington while the bundesrat is more like our senate afterward we go with our guide to the great palace of the emperor which stands at the head of unter den linden on an island surrounded by the two branches into which the spree divides at this point the building is constructed about four courts it is of vast extent containing six hundred different rooms all the rooms are beautifully furnished and we enjoy seeing the fine statues and paintings the ceilings are high and the floors so polished that the palace attendant gives us each a pair of big felt slippers to wear over our shoes as we walk through from this palace we go to others near by after which we visit the zeuchhaus or arsenal full of arms of all kinds and then go to the great museums and picture galleries for which berlin is famous we spend some time in the university it is one of the largest in germany having over seven thousand students we visit the other schools which are scattered everywhere near the city and learn that the germans have an excellent school system and that they are among the best educated people of the world they have day schools and night schools they have hundreds of academies and universities which are so good that scholars from all parts of europe and also from our country attend them in the royal library is one of the largest book collections in europe including the first bible ever printed with movable type this was made by gutenberg forty-two years before columbus discovered america and it might be called the father of the millions of books now printed each year we next go to the stock exchange the financial center of the empire and watch the brokers buying and selling just as we saw them in the other great cities the germans are fast growing rich and they have many large banks they have fine stores everywhere and in our travels through berlin we find numerous evidences of their wealth and prosperity there is no lack of amusements in the german capital there are more than a score of theatres a large opera house partially supported by the government and so many concert halls that we can hear good music in almost every block we enjoy especially the military bands which play in the parks we take excursions to the great resorts in the suburbs of berlin and spend one day at potsdam on the havel a half hour by rail from the capital here the imperial family have their summer palaces surrounded by beautiful gardens there are many fine buildings each of which has its history and features of interest in the palace of sans souci for instance we are shown the chamber or grotto walled and sealed with shells and minerals and precious stones which frederick the great constructed during one of his wars according to the story of our guide frederick had spent almost all his money in fighting and his enemies thinking he was at the end of his resources were preparing to crush him then he began to build this gorgeous jewel chamber pouring money into it as though there was no end to his wealth its extravagance made his enemies think he had all the money he needed and caused them to withdraw from the field not far from sans souci is babelsberg which was the favorite summer home of kaiser wilhelm i who after he defeated the french 
in eighteen seventy one was chosen the first german emperor it is very beautiful and so plainly furnished that it seems more like the home of a rich citizen than like the palace of an emperor wilhelm i was noted for his simplicity and kindness many stories are told of his love for children he was especially fond of flowers there is one flower which grows wild all over northern germany which is often called the kaiserblum or the emperor's flower it is like a dandelion in form its petals are a bright navy blue we gather great bunches of it as we walk through the country and find it everywhere in the grain fields on the outskirts of berlin a story is told of two peasant children who having heard that the kaiser loved these flowers gathered some for him and walked all alone several miles into berlin here they had much trouble in finding the palace where the emperor lived but at last they succeeded a guard dressed in gorgeous uniform met them at the gate he looked so grand that they supposed he was the emperor and with great trembling told him their errand he was about sending them away unsatisfied when a plain kind-looking old man came out and asked what they wanted at first the guard stepped back and the little ones again told their story the old man took the bouquet and asked them to come in saying he would present the flowers to his majesty he gave them seats in a beautiful room a moment later a soldier appeared and told the children that the kaiser would see them they then went with the soldier into another room which was even more beautifully furnished and there they saw the same kind old man who had let them in he held their flowers in one hand and reached out the other to them shaking hands with them and patting them on the head it was the emperor himself he talked with the little ones for a moment and ordered his servants to show them the palace after this he gave each a present and sent them home the happiest and proudest children in germany End of chapter twenty three